return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Good morning. Connor, nice to have you in here today. Amen. You're a blessing. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? He's such a good God. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for this morning. This is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, no matter what the circumstances are, <clears throat> no matter what's going on in my life, Lord, I thank you that you are on the throne and I'm going to rejoice in anything that comes my way. The Bible says that we rejoice. We count on all joy when we fall into various trials. So, Lord, we rejoice right now. In any situation, in any circumstance, Lord, we rejoice in you. You are our strength. Lord, you are our rock. Hallelujah. And we, you, you keep us under the shadow of your wings. So we are going to rejoice today. We thank you for a great day of just knowing and learning and understanding and comprehending your word. Lord, through the Holy Spirit, we thank you for great worship today that we're going to have in both services. And we just say that, that uh, your name is above every other name. Cancer is under the name of Jesus. Finances, bad finances, under the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we thank you for your promises to us in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, this morning... Uh, I title my message, What is Truth? And uh, it comes from when Pilate asked Jesus, when he was being sentenced, what is truth? So let's go to John 18, 36. And the Bible says, Jesus replied, My kingdom is not of this world, nor does it have origin in this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting hard, to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. So Pilate said to them, Then you are a king. And Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. This is why I was born. And for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, and belongs to the truth, hears and listen carefully, listens carefully to my voice. And Pilate said to him scornfully, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no guilt in him, no crime, no cause for accusation. <clears throat> and I've been reading uh, the last couple of weeks, and this just stood out to me. Um, what is truth? And in the world right now, you have a lot of people asking the question, what is truth? What is truth? What's, what's, uh, what's the truth about um, the political spectrum? What's the truth about COVID? What's the truth about gender? What's the truth about moral actions? And we have a lot of those questions right now that the world, because it's the world, doesn't answer and can't answer, or answers it wrongly. Amen. So we're going to get into it a little bit, but a lot of times the only, you know, actually, 
the only truth that the world is going to know is through Christians. Amen? Through actual followers of Jesus Christ. Not just people that call themselves Christians, but actual followers of Jesus Christ. That's where the world is going to get the truth. And so, this morning, what I want to talk to you about is truth. And the first area I want to get into is the difference between speaking the truth and just saying something that's true. Because there is a difference. I mean, we can say things that are true, things that are going in in our family, things that are going on in our circumstances, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth. Amen? And I feel like so many times we, got, we get caught up in just saying something that's true and not saying the truth. We want to get in the habit of speaking the truth, though. Amen? Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when we speak truth, we speak Jesus. Amen? And uh, no matter what's going on in our life, whenever we speak Jesus, truth comes in. Amen. And uh, we don't want to be manipulated by the devil who's the father. He's the father of lies. He's a liar. He only lies. Amen. So how do we combat that? We combat that with the truth. And what we see in the physical realm can be true, but it's not necessarily truth. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the evidence of things not in the physical realm. Amen. And we know that faith, the things that we can't see, are more real than the things that we can see. Amen. The spiritual truth is greater than any physical truth we could see. Amen. In our lives, in our circumstances, and in, uh, in our kids, and our families. And then we want to believe the spiritual truth and not just rely on what we can physically see, smell, taste, touch, and hear. Amen. And uh, what we see in the physical realm can be true, but not necessarily truth. The verse we just read says, Everyone who is of the truth listens carefully to my voice. Hears and listens carefully to my voice. Let's put up John 18 um, again, quick. But he says, um, this is why I was born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth, and belongs to the truth, hears and listens carefully to my voice. Amen. So, how do we usually hear the voice of the Lord? Through His Word, right? Amen. That's how a lot of times we're going to hear the voice of the Lord, is through His Word. And so the truth is His Word. Amen. Because He says if we... If we know the truth, that we're going to hear and listen to his voice. So, if, if his voice is truth, and we hear his voice through the word, we can transfer that and say that the word is truth. And uh, so, whenever we talk about the word of God, we're really talking about the truth of God. Amen. And right now, like I said, so many people are wondering what is truth. Just like Pilate was wondering what is truth. You know, and, and I, I like how the Amplified says it. He said, scornfully, what is truth? There's so many truths out there that, uh, what is truth? Right? That's what he was saying. He's saying, what, you, you think you're right just because you proclaim to be king of the Jews. What is, what is truth? Amen. And, and truth is the word. Amen. Anything that goes against the word is a lie. Amen. So, we want to be in the word. We want to continually be in the Word, understand and know the truth that we're looking at. 
and that we're seeing. So the word and the truth are interchangeable. So let's read a scripture where I want to apply this, where they're interchangeable. Let's go to John 1. <clears throat> and so we're going we're gonna to replace the word word with the word truth. So in the beginning was the truth, and the truth was with God, and the truth was God. He was in the beginning. Truth was in the beginning with God. All things were made through truth. And without truth, nothing was made that was made. In truth was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And as we go down to verse 4, And the truth became flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold his glory, the glory of the one begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, we know that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So we can say when the word became flesh, or we can say when the truth became flesh and dwelt among us. When Jesus was speaking, all that came out of his mouth was truth. Amen. All that came out of his mouth was, mouth was truth. And a lot of times when he was talking, and uh, I'll, I'll go through it later, it's later in my notes, but, but you know, 78 times in the Bible, Jesus says something to the effect of, I tell you the truth. And some of that's overlapping from stories from the different Gospels, but 78 times it says, in some form or fashion, I tell you the truth. Amen. And, uh, and a lot of those things were kingdom-related. Amen. So when we tell the truth to people, we want to focus on kingdom relation. Amen. When we tell the truth to somebody, we're, we're speaking out of the Word of God, but a lot of times we want to make sure that what am I getting? What am I getting at when I'm talking about truth? I mean, I'm getting back to the word. Of God. I'm getting back to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, where we get our salvation. That's what I. That's what the truth is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. And in verse four, it says that in Him or in the truth was life. So whenever we speak truth to somebody, we speak life to somebody. Amen. And we want to speak life. The Bible says that that. Um, in our life, we, or in our, in our tongue, we have the power to curse and the power to give life. Amen. So when we, when we speak, we want to speak life to whoever we're speaking to. Amen. We, sometimes we can curse uh, things that are in our body that shouldn't be there. Amen. But a lot of times when we're speaking about the gospel, we're going to speak truth. We're going to speak life to that situation. Amen. When I'm believing for healing for myself, I'm speaking life to my body. I'm speaking that my, you know, whatever it is, that my cells um, are acting like they're supposed to act. I have the, the correct number of cells. I'm speaking life. Amen. And you even see when you, if you cut your finger, what happens? Well, the body goes to that place and it, and it starts to work to bring life back to that area. Amen. And so we want to speak Life. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. So anytime we speak the word, and the Bible says in Romans 8, there is now, there is now for no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if we're speaking the word out of condemnation, well then we're not speaking the truth. Amen. We can speak the word and not speak the truth. Satan, when he was tempting Jesus, he was speaking the word, but he wasn't speaking the truth. Amen. And so we can speak 
the truth and and you know get to it later again, but we want to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. So we, we want to make sure that as we speak the truth, that we're not just speaking things that are true, but we're actually speaking the truth that we're rightly dividing. So the word of God brings life. Amen. And remember we can see what we can see with our physical eyes can be true, but very rarely is it truth. I mean, we also, a lot of times, we only use our spiritual eyes. That's what brings the truth. Amen. What we can see in the Spirit is what truth really is in our life. And as Christians, I really believe it's important to understand this because we're accountable to speak truth. Amen. Jesus said, all power and authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. He gave us a decree. He gave us a command. He gave us accountability, amen, to do what he said in his word. And we can't... We can't play dumb. We can't play ignorance. We can't plead ignorance, right? Because we have his word in front of us. We all have the opportunity to read the word. We've all had many opportunities to read the word throughout our life. Amen. So we can speak truth. And we don't want just to talk about our circumstances or about our experiences, which are true, right? We go through things. We go through experiences. We go through circumstances. All those things are true. Um... And some of them are good, right? I mean, some of the experiences that we have with the Lord, some of the, some of the things that he's showing us, those are good. But let those things be supplementary to the truth. Amen. The truth of the word. We don't want to build a doctrine around our experience. We don't want to be, build a doctrine about, around what we can see in the physical. I mean, we build a doctrine around what the, what the Bible says. Amen. If I lay hands on somebody and uh, the Bible says that I lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And uh, they don't recover. I see it with my eyes. My experience in that moment is that they didn't recover. I laid my hands on them. They didn't recover. I'm not going to make a doctrine out of that. Amen. I'm going to say, no, okay, I, I know what I saw with my eyes. But I know that Jesus says that by his stripes they were healed. I know that the word says that I can lay hands on the sick and they will recover in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so that's what I build my faith, my doctrine. That's what I build my life around. I don't build my life around um, what I can just see in the physical. And a lot of times I have to remind myself of that. I'm, I can't, whatever I saw, that doesn't matter. I can't build my life around that. I have to build my life on the truth, on the word that Jesus spoke. Amen. And build my life on the Holy Spirit, whom he sent to remind us of all things, to give us all things, amen, to show us and to teach us all things. That's what we want to build our, uh, our doctrine around, our, our life around. And so I want to give you examples. Something that may be true is, I'm sick. But the truth is, by his stripes, I was healed. Sometimes people say, I'm broke. I don't even have enough money to supply my needs. The Bible says that he supplies my needs according to his riches and glory. People say, I could never achieve my dream. This is a pipe dream. It's just way out there. I can never achieve it. The truth says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. People may say, the situation is impossible. I can't. There's no, uh, there's no out. This is an impossible situation. The truth is, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. And with God, all things are possible. Amen. So you can see, the more we say the lie, or what we think is the truth, what we see with our physical eyes, the more we 
speak that into existence, the less that the truth is in our life. I mean, if we magnify our circumstance, then the Word of God, the truth of God, becomes smaller and smaller. But if we magnify the truth, amen, then our, what we can see with our physical eyes and what we believe about what we see with our physical eyes becomes smaller and smaller. Amen? It's faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Amen? So when we don't see a healing happen right away, that doesn't mean that healing didn't take place. Amen? Doesn't mean that there wasn't God's will to heal. Right? If somebody passes away, it doesn't mean that that, was, that, that that was God's will. No, God's will is that none should perish, but all should come to the knowledge of the truth. All should come to repentance. His will is, you know, Jesus went about healing all who was oppressed of the devil. Right, so we want to make sure that when we, when we get on, on a, a doctrine, when, we, when we're talking to people and they say, yeah, I'm just, I'm sick, I'm not doing well, that it's not just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. No, what do we, we speak truth. You know, the Bible says, this is what the Bible says. Especially if it's another believer. Then he can say, well, the Bible says this. Sometimes if you're talking with an unbeliever, they don't believe the Bible anyways. Amen. So we have to do, say maybe a little more how the Lord speaks to us and, and guides us. But the Bible says that no, by, your stri- by his stripes you were healed. Amen. So we want to speak the truth. You know, that's how Jesus handled the temptation of the devil. He gave him the truth. Amen. The devil thought he was slick. I'm going to say things out of the, out of the Bible that are true, but Jesus said, no, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Amen. And there's, again, a difference as we read the Word between things that are just true in the Word and the actual truth of the Word. When the devil lies to you, just tell him the truth of the Word. But we have to know what the Word... Uh, we have to know the Word to know the truth, though. Amen. Second Timothy 2.15 says... Uh, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So we can read something in the Bible, and that's why you see people get off on different doctrines and different tangents from the truth of the word, because they don't rightly divide what the word is saying. It's easy to see one scripture, one passage, and take off with that passage. And I think that's why you have a lot of confused Christians today is because there's a lot of leaders that don't rightly divide the word. They maybe, maybe they get a sermon off the internet or they see something, ooh, that looks really good. It makes me feel comfortable. It doesn't give me any accountability. Well, the word of truth says that we're accountable, amen, for the people that we shepherd, the people that we speak to, the people that we witness to. So we want to rightly divide the word of truth, amen, and so if we don't study, another, I think it's, uh, is it King James says, um, study to show thyself approved, amen. If we don't study the Word of God and discern what is in the Word, we can be manipulated to only believe part of the truth. There's a lot of false doctrines out there because someone important only read or believes part of the truth of the Word of God. And you see that a lot. People will cherry pick what they want to see in the Word, and they'll leave the rest of it. I think you see that a lot, a lot of times with um, um, gender identity, homosexuality. A lot of you see a lot of ministers, leaders, that say, "Oh, we don't, we don't believe that part. There has to be some other explanation for that part." No, it's what we want to we want to 
take the Bible at face value and we want to read the truth. We want to administer the truth to people. Amen. If we're going on, if I was going to go to a foreign country on behalf of the United States and I was given a script and they said, you're going to be talking to these leaders. Here's the script. This is what you're going to say. I want you to memorize it. I want you to understand it. I think I'd want to memorize and understand what I'm saying. I wouldn't just want to memorize it. I could memorize it and then, okay, now we're going to take questions and uh, ask a question. And if I don't understand what I'm saying, if I don't understand the script that I'm supposed to be taking to another country from the United States, I'm not going to be able to answer questions about that script. And probably what's going to happen is I'm going to say something that doesn't align with the leader's uh, point of view on this subject, on this issue that I'm speaking about. I don't think he'd be very happy with me. I probably wouldn't correctly represent the feeling of our leaders. And that's who we are for Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now that we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So he's, it says he's pleading through us to reach the world. He's, he's pleading through us on Christ's behalf so that, he, that they can be reconciled back to God. Amen. So if I'm going out as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, and I, am, and I have the manuscript, amen, my Bible, I have my, I have my manuscript, and I'm supposed to speak the Bible. I don't want to just speak it, but I want to understand what I'm saying. Amen. Because it's important, again, if we don't understand what we're saying, then we can get questions, bombarded with questions from the world, from friends, from family, and it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what, what that means. I don't know what God's will, in the, will is in this situation. No, we want to rightly divide the word of truth and discern the word of truth and understand the things that we're speaking. Not that we're going to fully understand everything. Amen. The Holy Spirit will impart things to us and gives us grace to talk to people, to minister to people, uh, when maybe we don't quite fully have the answer of, of, a, of a certain topic. But what, I, what I'm getting at is when we read the word, we don't just read it. I'm not just, I'm not just reading my day and then checking off the day. But, All right, awesome, I got my reading in. No, I'm, I'm trying to really intently follow what I'm reading and saying, Lord, what do you have for me in here? And there's sometimes it's hard, you know, when you're reading Jeremiah and when you're reading some of these um, prophets that are just talking about destruction of Israel and stuff, it's hard sometimes, you really have to tune in, like, okay, Lord, I know there's something for me in here. I know that your will is not to destroy me. <laughs> Amen. And we have, to, we have to tune in to the Holy Spirit. Pastor Dave's been talking great messages just about leading, the leading of the Holy Spirit and the, the feather example, um, where just a slight touch, we want to be able to listen and hear. And you know, it's fun to, to, I'm sure it'd be fun to have like the fire and the earthquake, the Lord speaking through these great and amazing things. But as I think about it and as I grow in my faith in the Lord, the more I'm like, Lord, no, I want, I want this intimate thing with you that whenever you say something very quietly, I can just hear you. That's what I want. I want that type of relationship with you. That's what I want my ministry to be. I want my ministry to be the still, small voice that I can just hear you, if, even if you're barely whispering to me. Amen? That's what I want. 
So when we read the Word of God, we are reading the truth of God, and we want to rightly divide or discern the truth we're reading. And it's important to do this because there's a lot of lies out there right now. A lot of lies when it comes to what the gospel is, what being a Christian is. You know, Christianity is painted in the world so horribly um, that Christianity is harsh and that they don't care about people and they, they don't care about this group over here and they're going to uh, condemn you and judge you if you're this group over here. Amen. So it's important that we know what the truth is because we know that being a Christian is just being a follower of Christ. We know that being a believer is just having a relationship with Jesus. Amen. So when we say the truth, the Bible says we speak the truth in love. Amen. So the more we do that, the more people are like, oh, oh, that's what a Christian is. I've never, never uh, seen a Christian like that. Who was it? Gandhi said, um, I may have become a Christian if I ever met one. <laughs> Amen. I may have become a Christian if I ever met one. And so it's important as ambassadors. We're all ambassadors. Amen. And one thing about being an ambassador for our country is if it's coming from the top, you're going to all have the same message. Man, we have different ambassadors to different countries around the world. The United States does. And if it works correctly, they all have one unified voice, right? So you, you could go to one leader of a country, could go to another leader of the country, and they could say, well, what did they say to you? And what did they say to you? And that, those stories, those things that they said should match up. So the body of Christ... When we speak the truth, amen, the, the stories should line up. Somebody that, that's out in the world says, oh, I, you know, I spoke to this Christian the other day, and this is what they told me. And the other person's like, oh, I did too. This is what they told me. And if they match up, they line up, then it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. But if one person says one thing, and somebody else says something different, it's like, well, who do I believe? I don't Know who to believe. Who's right? Amen. So it's important that we know we rightly divide the word of truth so that we can take ground for the enemy, so we can take ground for the kingdom. Amen. There's lies about the gospel. Is We have to understand that the devil doesn't want the world to know the truth about the gospel. And since he's a liar and the father of lies, he's pretty good at twisting the truth. He likes to twist the truth. Amen. And I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Write this down. The truth saves souls. Conspiracy theories don't save souls. Politics don't save souls. My opinion, what I think, doesn't save souls. But the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, saves souls. And it only comes by rightly dividing the word. Yeah. Truth saves souls. Amen. Go to John eight thirty one. Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, If you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When? When we abide in his word. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How do we know the truth? By abiding in his word. Amen. Being his disciples, abiding in his word, and you shall know the truth. Amen. And the truth shall make you free. If somebody says something to you, and they say, no, this is the truth, but it puts you in bondage, and it's not really the truth. 
Because the truth makes us free. Amen. The truth gives us hope. The truth gives us encouragement. The truth says, no, you can do it. You can make it. Jesus loves you. He has a good plan for your life. The truth gives us encouragement. Amen. Why didn't Pilate understand what Jesus meant about truth? Because he didn't know the words of what Jesus spoke. He didn't know. Why did most of the Pharisees want to put him to death? They heard the word, right? They heard what Jesus speaking, but they didn't understand, nor did they want to understand what he was saying. And I think we have a lot of Christians around the world, even, um, but in the United States as well, that hear the word, and for whatever reason, they don't want to understand the word. They hear the word, and they hear the, the parts that make them feel good, Amen. But they don't want to understand what the Bible is actually saying. They don't want to um, process and study and put in the time because it takes time. It takes effort. Amen. It's not just, it's not osmosis. I don't put my Bible under my pillow every night and just hope it soaks into me. No, what I do, I read the Word. I take notes on the Word. I just learned about this app. Somebody, uh, I was at a conference this weekend. And there's an app that you can put notes into and set a reminder, and it'll send an email to you based on your reminder. And so this guy from the conferences that he goes to, he puts in the notes that really stood out to him, and he sets it for a month later. And so then in a month, he gets an email with his notes. And I thought, that is so cool. What is he doing? He's, he's, uh, he's trying to understand what he read. He's trying to understand even more what the Lord spoke to him at that meeting. One more verse here, John 14, 1. Uh, Let not your heart be troubled. Troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, or, and where I go to, you know, and the way you know. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we want to be successful ambassadors for Jesus, we want to follow his blueprint. Amen? We say his words. We don't, I don't give my opinion. I don't want to give my opinion. I'm sure I do a lot. Sometimes I can be opinionated. But I don't want to give my, my opinion. That's, I, that's something that I try to work out every day. I, wanna, I just want to speak the truth. Because in the end, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. And it matters what the Bible says. Amen. It matters what the truth says. And we study to understand his gospel even more than we do. Discerning Christians are the only ones who can tell people the word of truth. Amen. Not just Christians. Discerning Christians are the only ones who can tell people of this world the truth. And there are a lot of people in the world that, just like Pilate, would scornfully ask, what is truth? I've heard this is truth. I've heard this is truth. You're telling me something. What is truth? And we need to allow the Holy Spirit of truth to work through us, answer those questions, because the only way that somebody's going to be saved from the pit of hell into the glory of God. Amen? So this morning, I just encourage you, as you read, as you talk in your daily conversations, 
One, when you read, rightly divide the word of truth. Understand, understand it. If something doesn't line up, you know, if, if something goes against that you read, you feel goes against the character of God, then it's probably we're probably not looking at it through a correct lens. But if we if we understand, I think that's one of the most important one of the big important things as a Christian to know is the character of God. When we do that and we understand, then we can go and we can speak truth. Amen. When we're talking to people, speak truth. Don't give her opinion. Amen. Don't give a theory of what's going on. No, speak the truth. It doesn't, you know what, if, even if, if all the conspiracy theories were true, it doesn't matter to me because the Bible says that, one, I'm a child of God, that I'm more than a conqueror, that I can do all things that Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. The Bible says that um, he keeps me safe. The Bible says that I am under the shadow of his wing. Amen. So even if all these other things were true, I still wouldn't care. <laughs> because I know the truth. I, want, I just want the truth. And as Christians, that's what we want to strive for, right? Is to know the truth of the word. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. For giving us the word of truth that we can, um, that we can study and we can understand that you've given us, Lord. I has not seen, no ear has heard, no heart can fully know what you have for us, but you, amen, gave us discernment through your Holy Spirit to understand the mysteries of God. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you've given us a blueprint, that, you've, that you haven't just left us out hanging dry, but you've given us something that we can use in our daily life to bring, to speak life to our situations, to speak life to our circumstances, to speak life to those we're witnessing to and ministering to, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. It's an awesome responsibility. It's, it's a great responsibility. And we want to take it head on, Lord. The fields are white for the harvest. And so we thank you for this time and day that we're living in. We thank you that we were made and created for such a time as this. We give you praise and glory and thank you for a great service this morning, a great service tonight. Lord, we bless the Student Expo today as well, Father, that many, many, many college students will come and get to know the truth of the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.